The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Your new or existing home is one of your most important assets, yet too many people rely on sites, shows, and tips from people who are not in the real estate business when making important decisions. It's time to get real and trust a professional. This is Real Real Estate Today with host Deb Tomorrow. In this series, you'll learn about making smart decisions when it comes to buying a home, selling a home, or even staying in the home you're in. Now, here is your host, Realtor Deb Tomorrow. Well, hello and welcome to a very special edition. I think I say that every week. A very special edition of Blossom. That's what I always think of when I say that. <laughs> Blossom. Blossom. I never watch that show. A very special edition of Real Real Estate today. Um, be warned, we may already be a little bit drunk. We're really not, but. No, it's warm in here. We have the on air sign. Lit up in the window, so it's... I spent the morning talking about Medicare. My head's going to explode, so... um, Yeah, so I need to go into the Voice America network and see if they have any radio programs geared towards... What are we called? The sandwich generation, I think, where we're kind of taking care of kids, but taking care of parents as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, I find myself... Is that what it's called, a sandwich? That was what the insurance agent said to me this morning, because I said, I think I need to form a support group... For some of us, I know a lot of us who yeah. are taking, you know, we have kids in their 20-something, and I don't have steps on or whatever, but, um, and then we're taking care of parents, and, and we never thought that we, w- I never knew the first thing about Social Security or Medicare, and I have learned a lot in the past few weeks, helping Uris and his mom in that situation, and uh, I was very proud to say to the insurance guy, I know what the donut hole is, because you always hear that on the ads. No, I don't hear these ads. You got supplemental to protect yourself against a donut hole. It's like, what the hell is the donut hole? And so I studied up on it. I Googled it before he came so that I wouldn't. But then he tried to explain to me. I was like, oh, okay, that doesn't match what I was thinking it was. But I don't know. I think of donut holes are yummy. Yes. Right. No, not that kind. Not that. Okay. Yeah. It's like, well, I can explain it to you, but I'm not doing a Medicare show. We're actually here talking about real estate, shockingly, but not really today because today is a very, very special show of real real estate today because it is our one year anniversary. Yay. I know. Um, That was impressive. I know. We need the canned, (laughs) the canned excitement, the screaming. So, um, yeah, well, actually it's technically tomorrow. Um, we'll be, we did our first show on March 22nd of 2016. So we have been doing this for a year, which is pretty impressive. Um, I would sing happy birthday, but you know, I hate the birthday song. Uh, did you not know that? No, I cannot did not. stand. It's like the traditional yeah, happy yeah, because birthday it like song. drags on so slow. Well, isn't there like a shorter, like, well, you just have to sing it fast. If you sing it fast, I can tolerate it. But if you sing it slow, which a lot of people do, mm, no, no, can't, it needs to be peppier. But anyway, so, um, I do want to say a few things and then we're just kind of, uh, laid back and relaxed today because it's, it's a party. Woo! 
Okay, we, we don't sound very <laughs> enthusiastic. We may have to round some people up during the break to come in and we can do that. Cheer with us. But first, I want to say the voice you're hearing on the other side is the lovely Ms. Karen Rastel, who is the best name lender in the state of Indiana, working for Ruoff Home Mortgage. Um, and I just I don't want to say too much because you know I'll get emotional because I'm a little. Um, feeling sorry for myself today, uh, which we all go through those periods. So, um, But I just want to say thank you. I could not have done this without you, and I need you here. I need you on the other side of this microphone. Um, so the weeks when you can't be here, which is totally understandable. Oh, that's really uh, sweet. I just, you know. Because we don't really like each other in no, real life. No, so that is really no. sweet. Thank you. Yeah, I tolerate you. <laughs> and no, um, You know, and you show up for me every week when you have a million other things going on. So you're a pretty big deal. Oh, well, I appreciate you even asking me to come on this journey and hang out with you. And we always tease that, like, I would be your Kathy Lee to the Hoda. I know. I guess that should be our, you know. Or Gail. Oh, I'm Gail to your Oprah. Oh, Gail to my Oprah. Yeah. Okay. That's even... Could you be my Michael Strahan to my Kelly Ripa? No, not a fan (laughs) of either of them. I'm going to say no. What about my Tarek to my, uh, what's her name, Christina? No. No. Yeah. All right. I'm going to bow out here in a second. (laughs) I'm going to have to. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, as we go through this show, and I was kind of working on today's show, I was like, you know, this is really a good time to sort of start to set some goals for next, the next year. Um, of the show and obviously we want to have more guests but yeah maybe we need to work on getting that Hoda Kathy Lee exposure going so that or, you, you know, know Beavis and Butthead Ren and Stimpy something mm. like that too mm-hmm. Popeye and olive oil no uh okay well, we'll work on that uh, I also want to say thank you to our dear sweet Rachel with the face of an angel and a voice of a sailor who is our associate producer on the show you know I just met you a year ago but it feels like I've known you forever what was my life before Rachel? I Not worth living. I to don't be know. Honest. It's only been a year. It's only been a year. That's really. insane, right? For sure. Um, so she just kind of came in and fit right in, and she's one of the toughest people I know, and I'm proud to call you my friend. So there you go. All right. So enough of the sap, right? <laughs> no. Excuse me, as I go get the tissue. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I have a story to tell. Uh oh. About my day yesterday. Mm-hmm. This is real, real estate related. Okay. Someone, I come in and I always talk to Jean at our front desk. Hi, Jean, if you're listening, because sometimes she does listen and I appreciate that. And she says, you need to write a book about this. And sometimes it's real estate stuff. And some of it's, sometimes it's just that I'm sort of surrounded by insanity and crazy people. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's that I exaggerate stories to make them interesting. <laughs> no, but usually they're true. No, there's your stories are very true. Okay. So yesterday was a really chaotic day because uh, there were some houses that came on the market. And it was one of those situations where you had to kind of drop everything and go share it right away and I'm in the middle of a deal where it's like someone needs to sell a house in order to buy a house in order to sell a house in order to buy a house we call these back-to-back-to-back deals and we have these huge chain reactions so there's house that needs to be sold and I have a client who I think the house is perfect for so I call her I say you gotta go look at this house because we've been looking forever this is like a really good deal on this house you need to go look at it she's like okay great so we set up and we're gonna meet at 4 30 so I pull up to the house 429 and she's parked on the street in front of the house She's got this brand new Mini Cooper. It's like, you know, two months old or something. Super cute red. And we go in. I pull into the driveway. And we go into the house. And as we start to look into the living room, and I could see the look on her face like, oh, she likes this house. That's good because we've looked at a lot of houses. I kind of look out of the corner of my eye and have this weird thought process of, because she used to bring friends with her to look at the house all the time. And there was a car driving by really slowly. And I thought, oh, is that a friend of hers that's meeting us here? Oh, wait, no, that's her car. But she's not in her car. She's in the living room. Oh, shit. 
your car is driving down the road Get by itself. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and so this poor lady who is probably uh, mid fifties, good shape. I mean, she's going to had a better shot at catching the car than I did. Takes off running, you know, through the front yard, down the street. And I'm just sort of standing there like with my hands on my hips. Cause I'm like, I don't know what I should do. Like, I just don't. Like, yeah, usually you, I'm like, you I got solutions. Cheer for encouragement. <laughs> go, 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 like, go, like, run, right? forest, run. Right, exactly. Yes. Holy cow. So, um, so she runs after it. It's just going down the middle of the street. And I'm oh thinking, where's, I'm looking ahead, trying to figure out, like, where is it going to end up, right, if she doesn't get to it? And all of a sudden, it starts to veer off to the side a little bit. Oh, man. Boom. Crashes right into a pickup truck that was parked at the end of a driveway on a house that was, like, diagonal from the one we were looking at. And, of course, also the whole time I'm thinking, this lady is not going to buy this house now. <laughs> Like she's gonna want to just go home, you no, know. She's gonna go. I would want to be. Me. I'm your future neighbor. Right. I am so sorry that this just so. Happened. So then she kind of stands there and like looks at me, and I'm like in the middle of the street, kind of like I don't know, you know. So she knows she's got to go up to the front door. The house is like not super well kept. Um, and she knocks on the door, and she said her heart was like beating because she was like really scared. I was like, I was standing there with nine one dialed, ready to dial the other one if I needed to, but I also wasn't gonna like go up to the door and you know. So, anyways, the a college boy answers, and sweet as can be, his name was Simon, mm-hmm. and he came out and he goes, "Oh, it happens." <laughs> just like that he was like and I'm like doesn't really happen like that but okay you know and he was like that's cool and then she couldn't find her insurance card so they exchanged information but then here's me because you know I'm like now I can take charge once the car stopped now I know right <laughs> so I go all right here's what's going to happen because I get hit all the time which is true so that I know what true. to do now when you get hit I was like you're going to take her information you're going to take his information you're going to take pictures of each other's cars so you have them she's going to call her insurance company and if you don't hear from her insurance company in two days Simon you need to call her you know blah 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 blah. he's like okay and I said and you cannot use this as an excuse to skip class tonight he was like okay <laughs> so thank you Simon for being really cool of course my client was just mortified I felt so bad for her you know and I was like if you need to cry it's fine because I would be crying if I were you so did she go back into the house and finish yeah so she did I wasn't sure okay I wasn't sure she wanted to or not you know because I was like oh you know I wasn't gonna push her but she did. But then the whole time she kept going, she goes, why did that happen? She's pretty spiritual. You know, she's like, why did that happen? I was like, well, God wanted you to meet your neighbors. Yeah. There you go. You know, yes. you seem like nice boys. So there you go. Yeah. Simon says, <sighs> no, Simon says, buy this house. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. So that was sort of how my day sort of wound up yesterday. And I was like, and I'm done. And you're done. Yeah. And it was Monday, so. It was Monday. I guess I had a case of the Mondays. Case of the Mondays. Yeah. So um, my client had a great attitude, but then her car was like three months old. And oh my gosh, did I feel so bad for her because it was smashed up. It got that. It was that bad. Yeah. Okay. The front right. I mean, it, you know, wasn't destroyed. It wasn't like got hit by a deer or something, which we do a lot here in Indiana, but it, Yeah. It was not a little so scratch. So she liked the house, and she's buying it. Buying it. Okay. <clears throat> so there you go. So it all worked out. It did. But um, yeah. So that was my story. So then I thought, you know, I always kind of draw on these shows and go, okay, what happened the previous week that I could, you know, turn into a show? And I'm like, could I come up with crazy stories, like a whole show's worth of crazy stories? Probably. I yeah. Probably could. I worry sometimes though about. 
like I question how much I should share because I don't want to like offend anyone or I don't even want to think I'm talking bad about them or I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, or is it, if it's are, private stuff? Well, like, you're not sharing names or anything like that right. or addresses, but I think that these are good educational points of either things. Use your parking brake. Uh, and she do, did to her credit let me say because I do want to defend her I know I haven't used her name but she did put her car parking brake on but it didn't go all the way on like yeah. you got because it's a stick shift she had to pull it all the way yeah. up and she did not and uh, she was like I will always put it in reverse or whatever you know but you know it's out. it's still a new car you can't yeah, yeah. you don't know all the ins, ins and outs. outs yeah so anyway so yeah I was um, jinx you owe me a coat there you go <laughs> there you go so we're going to go ahead and take a break, and I'm going to think about if there's any other crazy stories that I want to talk about. I wrote a couple down, but I don't know if I want to do the whole show on it. Most of them end up with, like, death. I don't know if I really want to. No, those aren't fun. No? Ones. No. But they're interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, but those aren't. Right. No, let's keep this upbeat. It's okay. your, your radio anniversary. All right, well, we'll do some more shots during the break and come back and be a little more upbeat. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Inner Revolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back. 
Welcome back to our radioversary, our one-year radioversary. Today's show is about absolutely nothing and whatever I want it to be about. I have educational things I'd like to talk about, maybe. But, you know, I think that was the first opening segment that there was no discussion of reality television. Oh, that comes later. Oh, does it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. I yeah, thought about you show and not talk yeah. why. What did you think about me? No, I was just watching the... Uh, the Kardashian mm. interview. Oh. I know, because you're a huge fan. Well, I have been a huge fan. Oh, yeah. the one where Kim explains why yeah. it happened, the yeah. robbery in Paris, and yada, yada, yada. I don't know. It's all good. I think they jumped the shark a little bit, but uh, but no, we were going to talk about Chip and Joanna at some point today, because, I mean, it's real estate, and yeah, they're the king and queen of real estate. No, actually, and we could talk about that right now, because... Why not? There was an interesting article. I was going to, the show today was going to be about like the top 10 things that I just want you to know over the past year, things I've talked about over the past year, um, which of course we know we're only going to get to like four of them. So, but I think the number six or seven on the list was, you know, Chip and Joanna are are the bomb. They are. But I found someone who doesn't think they are. Right? I know. Where's the music? I know. Is an article that was written last year by, uh, no, this year, just a couple weeks ago, March 7th. By a woman named Megan O'Keefe. Now, Megan, don't take this personally. Writing skills are lovely. Um, but she is uh, concerned that Fixer Upper is losing its soul. Okay. And yeah. what, what are her validation points? Okay. So, basically, she's saying that uh, uh, in, the four, in its fourth season, Fixer Upper is simultaneously hitting its creative zenith and threatening to lose its soul. Let me explain, she says. Uh, Fixer Upper debuted as a pilot on HGTV in 2013, and we followed fresh-faced couple Chip and Joanna Gaines as they helped clients Doug and Lacey find a home in the pricey Castle Heights neighborhood. The setup of the show was simple. The clients would choose between three Fixer Upper homes well under their budget, and Chip and Joanna would use the remaining money to renovate the homes to look new and dreamy. Fixer Upper was brought back for a full season in 2014 and became an immediate hit. Sure, it helped that Chip and Joanna were incredibly telegenic, but they also had a distinctive design style and magically managed to stay in budget, which is why we love them. Uh, Since then, the couple have arguably become HGTV's biggest stars. Their own company, Magnolia Realty, has expanded into a lifestyle brand and reality juggernaut. Uh, and this has not gone unnoticed by the show, right? Okay. So if you haven't seen the show, that's sort of the premise and the setup of the show. But this, she continues to write, which brings me to the moment Fixer Upper almost lost me forever. <gasps> I mean, how bad could it be, I right? I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm- a few weeks ago, I stumbled into a Fixer Upper marathon. We've all been there. And was surprised to see that Joanna was focusing on her lifelong dream of open- opening a bakery. Yes, a bakery, not a design studio or marketplace because she already had those. She wanted Chip to buy an old florist shop and flip it into her dream cupcake shop. Okay, I thought this is a uh, study taking a while, but soon we'll cut away to a family looking to buy their dream home. About 35 minutes past. I think I watched this episode with the same I, thoughts, too. You're like, okay, well, when are I we going to get to the right? episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because you thought it was just the beginning. 35 minutes passed with Chip restoring the shop per Joanna's persnickety. Oh, come on now. She's calling Joanna persnickety. That's a little mean. <laughs> Wishes. And then I realized there was no couple or client or family to help. I was watching an hour-long commercial for a cupcake shop in Waco, Texas. I was beside myself with anger and nay, rage is what she says. 
and thus began writing the article and thus turned into an alcoholic, I felt tricked. I had come for Fixer Upper and I got the Chip and Joanna show. In fact, when I did some deep digging on the HGTV site, I discovered that I had just watched one in a series of specials featuring just Chip and Joanna. This is why I'm worried about Fixer Upper. It's becoming more about Chip and Joanna's personal lives and professional ambitions and less about the work Chip and Joanna do on other people's dream homes. Chip and Joanna Gaines are a charming enough couple. Their kids are cute. They are living the dream. That's appealing TV content to a certain set. I get it. But I don't tune into Fixer Upper to watch the Gaines family expand their shiplapped empire. I watch it to watch Chip and Joanna Gaines help a client fix, flip a stinker of a house into a gorgeous dream home. I'm watching for the construction ideas, the design tips, and most of all, to envy people who have the opportunity to buy a big, beautiful home in Texas. Well, I can't comment on on this because I didn't see that entire episode, but I did see the last, you know, 15 minutes, and I don't know. I mean, part of me says, okay, fixer-upper could be could be commercial space. Right. It could be residential. Right. Um, I don't remember the pilot. I don't Isn't remember about them. transformations. Well, I, I was going to say, I don't, I don't recall them ever saying that this show was just strictly about, you know, taking, you know, outdated homes and, and putting a new spin on it. But, but she I, felt anger, nay rage. I did not. This, this writer well, I know, did. but I'm just saying. How many people out there are being outraged? I don't know. I remember, now this is kind of embarrassing to admit, but like way, way back when, like say 15 years ago, no, I don't know how long, 10 years ago or whatever, when like Kate and John, what was it, John and Kate plus eight? I don't know. I you know the Goslins? Yeah. But okay, they got like twins, a set of twins and a set of sextuplets, so they got like eight kids and they're all okay. running around, right, and she's kind of turned into a raging, and they got divorced and all that stuff. But way back when, when the, everybody was little and they were babies and they were like doing the show and people liked them because it was, you know, real life and messy and whatever, and that's fine, and people watch that show. But I remember watching an, um, an episode one day, it was maybe like there's third year or something. I mean, they've been doing it for a few years. And then the husband goes, well, I have to go to my home office now and work on my state farm insurance bills. And I was like, what the hell is that? Like, it was just a complete like, and here's, you know, $5,000 for saying whatever I'm saying state farm, which is a very good insurance company, but you know, whatever the insurance company was, like, it was just such a product placement Mm -hmm. and then from that moment I like really started to notice that like their shows really became a lot about product placement uh and you know certainly that kind of bowed the end I mean there was a lot of dysfunction that bowed the end of that situation that show but I don't know when you think of when you think of people who have a platform you know they they have been blessed enough to you mean like this show like this show and I can just do it on whatever the heck I want exactly like <laughs> Oprah you know what I mean they have their own show right and then they and I don't I don't know I don't want to get all you know deep into it but maybe maybe Fix Rubber is going to take a different turn I don't know maybe there'll be a spinoff where it's just about you right. know following her dream the empire exactly well you know do you ever watch the Pioneer Woman on the Food Network. 
No. Oh, you I never watched the you. food. No, I don't. You should, though. It's no. inspirational. Well, because I have this whole thing planned. So the Pioneer Woman, she lives on this cattle ranch in Oklahoma, and uh, but they're very, very wealthy. But she seems pretty down to earth. And they just, like, remodeled this whole old mercantile store in this little town. I think it's Pawhuska, Oklahoma. And it's, like, her little bakery, and it's a gift shop, and it's a whatever mercantile kind of thing. And uh, so I was actually Googling how far it was from Pawhuska, Oklahoma, to Waco, Texas, because I thought, oh, we can just do a big circle yeah big tour, tour right uh, mm-hmm. and uh because you know her shop's bringing tons of people to this tiny town in oklahoma but i mean that you know she does the cooking but then now they've been talking about you know the her renovation of the building and i guess that's sort of the natural way of things well and i don't know, have to pay more attention to whatever is unfolding on hgtv right. with fixer upper well i would just like to say you know i would like to start an internet debate uh, on my Facebook page, Deb Tomorrow Realtor, uh, on whether is Fixer Upper losing its soul. So I want everyone to, to log on and I sound like off. I like how that author had written, though. It's it's hit its zenith. Or yeah, creative that- zenith at the same time <laughs> that it is threatening to lose mm-hmm. its soul. So there you go. Let me know what you think. Okay. I'm probably still going to watch them. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Sucked in. So there you go. See, we were going to talk about... Uh, they're yeah. a good conversational piece too. But I was at dinner. I was pre-dinner. I was uh, having drinks with a friend on Friday. Mm-hmm. We're sitting up at a bar, waiting on our husbands to get there. The couple next to us, we just all start talking, and the next thing you know, we're talking about Chip and Joanna and how we were all saying the only time we'd ever like moved to Waco or moved to Texas, right? Despite you know snakes and stuff like that, is. If we can get a house that's re redone by there them, you go. so so Chip and Jan- Joanna are um, uniting people across the world. Yes, making strangers friends. Absolutely, I that's admirable. Yeah, and uh, doing a little bit of something something for Waco, which was previously just known for one thing, Branch Davidian chaos. So there so you now go. you know. So now you know. So it's one thing that you should take away from from la- from the last. That's pretty much the only thing. Can we do a show and just talk about Chip and Joanna the whole time? What they needed, they could call in. I would be so nervous. I think I would throw up. Mm. No. They're they're very laid back people. Do you think? Yeah. I don't know. But she's so like organized and stuff, you know? Well, maybe maybe she'll rub off on us. I love the idea of being organized. It's just hard to get started. Yep. Well, we need to set the date for those the road trip then. We'll hit Pawhuska, Oklahoma. And then, I don't know, can we get over to, uh, how big of a circle would it be if we went to Paula Deen? She's another cooking person. I know who that is. I just thought oh, okay. about like five pounds of butter when you well, said that. Because yeah. she cooks with. <laughs> All right. It's we have to create the reality, the reality tour road trip or something. It'll be perfect. All right, I say we take another break, and um, I don't know, maybe we'll talk about some more real estate stuff. Maybe we'll just have a few more drinks of butterscotch schnapps. Stick around, and you'll find out. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. 
Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com That's Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com Now, back to this week's program. All right. So it occurred to me as we were going to break that I say this is your home for smart real estate. And I'm not so sure that's the case today, but it usually is. So I want to tell you that there are at this point in time, 49 other shows out there that are smart (laughs) as opposed to today's show uh, that have great information. And you can go to voiceamerica.com or to my website, realrealestatetoday.com to listen to those anytime. Or you can download them on iTunes, take them on the go. Um, you know, I didn't do the math. Hold on. The th- we, we always do the math. How far, if you, if you put on Real Real Estate Today, episode one, oh, and start playing them in your car, be 3,500 miles. So I'll have to Google and figure out how far that gets us. LA and back for sure, I think, uh, to from Indiana where we are. So today's show was supposed to be like... You know that Friends episode where they kind of ran out of ideas and it was Thanksgiving, so no one really wanted to work anyways, so they just did sort of a retrospective of the highlights of all the past Friends Thanksgivings? Do you know that one? If I saw it, I would, prob- it, I would probably Yeah, they, they usually do that like on sitcoms. Like every few years, they'll do like a kind of a, you know, some sort of flashback remembrance of certain episodes or whatever. So that's kind of what I feel like uh, um, we're doing today. Um, like I said... We won't get to all 10 things, but I do have 10 things that I wanted to remind you of. So the first one that we've talked about a lot through various episodes, but we focused on this on July 12th, 
2016. Rachel will be proud of me because I actually looked up the dates <laughs> so she knows which one is. Uh, July 12th was this concept of if it looks too good to be true, then it probably is. And uh, I was cracking up because I was just doing some Googling and sometimes I you know, Google to see if I can find interesting stories. And I found this um, this forum, this language forum. So these are not native English speakers. Okay. And I never thought of this if it seems if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. I never thought of that as being like an idiom or a what you call it. Oh. You like, know what I'm saying? Yes, Colloquial kind of phrase or whatever. Okay. Um, but somebody, you know, so you know, what do English speakers mean when they say if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Can anyone help explain the meaning? And uh so there were some uh explanations of it or some people sort of um supposing what it is because a lot of them are you know they're not native speaking and this is not meant to make fun at all I just thought it was really intriguing because to us it just comes second nature what it means mm-hmm. you know someone said well it's a phrase that indicates pessimism I was like okay that's okay. probably accurate uh, it means that the person does not believe good things are happening even if it looks like they are which that sounds kind of confuses me too like it's one that you have to stop and really think about but what I thought was interesting was that someone was trying to explain because they, they take the sentence and they kind of break it down if it looks too good to be true it probably is too good to be true no she was meaning it to, interpreting it to mean uh, if it looks too good to be true it probably is true oh because you left the words off at the end, you know? And so right. you're making assumptions. And I just, like, that caught my eye. And I was like, oh, that's kind of, like, interesting. So I want to be clear today that when I say, if it looks or sounds too good to be true, it probably is not true. That is good clarification. Yeah. And, and this is such a side <laughs> note here. But I was on the phone with my mother this morning. Yeah. Who is She's not a native English speaking. Correct. And she had asked me something very similar. She said she wanted to say, like someone said, thanks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she, instead of saying you're welcome, she wanted to say not at all. So she, <laughs> no, yeah, not so at all. She said, so when she asked me that, so along the same lines here, she's like, what do you, what does that mean to you? And I said, I said, well, I wouldn't use it in the way you're, you're right. wanting. She said, well, that's how we were taught that, you know, you can say you're welcome or you can say not at all. And she I was said, taught that by whoever taught her English. Yes. Okay. And I said, no, if someone could say, um, oh, thank you so, you know, sorry to bother you and thank you for doing this. Uh-huh. And then that's when you would say, oh, you know, not at all, like not a bother. Right. But she's like, okay, I'm so glad I asked you that. She was about to text that to somebody. <laughs> but yeah. no, it sounded very brash, like no, not thanks, at all. Yeah. No thanks for you. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, see, now that brings us to the, to the overall concept of demand to understand. Right. So if you don't understand exactly what something is meant, whether it's a phrase, like if it looks too good to be true, it is, or um, anything else in real estate that you need to demand to understand what that is. You okay there? I'm fine. Thank you. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think she just took a sip thinking it was water. Uh, yeah, I thought it was Not water. So I'm much. sorry. Not so much. Uh, well, speaking of foreign languages on a complete other tangent, you know what I get to do tomorrow? I'm recording a line for a radio commercial for a friend's restaurant who needed something spoken in French. French. I saw that and I immediately thought of you and I thought, ooh, I wonder why he's asking. Yep. So I have to go into a radio station tomorrow and uh, record my one line. 
Okay. Which is the amazing. Oh, I can't even say yeah, it. No, like, we don't. Like no spoiler alerts. No spoilers. Uh, it's in French. Les meilleures ailes du poulet du monde. I don't know. That sounded like go get tater tots. Mm, chicken no. wings. <gasps> oh, close. Best chicken wings in the world. But I'm trying to figure out like what an appropriate French like um, enthusiasm would be because you know the French are kind of cool and chic and and the owner wants it to kind of be like you know les meilleurs poulets blah, 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 you know like that uh, so you know I'm trying to I'm so all weekend I've been like saying it you know putting the accents on the different words you know how you do the best chicken wings in the world yeah the best chicken wings <laughs> in the world the best chicken wings in the world but in french in my car as i drive around so if anyone has my car bug they will absolutely think that i'm insane i'm cracking up okay. i'm sorry <laughs> i want to come with it'll be fun Lots of videos okay so that. what were we talking about if it seems too good to be true it probably is uh this is true in life um it, it, there are good deals out there, but there are rarely phenomenal deals in real estate. There are not secrets. That's a big one we get all the time. You know, wow, where is this? You know, where do the banks really list their properties? They list them where everyone can see them. <laughs> they they know marketing is not about hiding things in the back corner where no one can see them. You you want your stuff front and center on that top shelf. You know, at the grocery store, cereal boxes. Uh, an infomercial will not make you rich. We had some good shows about the infomercials and those scams. Um, hard work, sacrifice, smart and logical reasoning, a little bit of luck, perseverance. Those are the things. That's my platform. That's my my soapbox. There's a house today that came on the market for $25,000, and I'm waiting to see, you know, how many p- people get, how many realtors get phone calls from. He was completely gutted. It's basically the shell of a house. Hmm. And, you know, but how many people, because in Bloomington, you know, that's about, yeah, you know, one-sixth of the price of a starter home. And so. I was going to say, you might get that just for land. Yeah. Somewhere. Right. So, you know, you're not going to get financing. You're not going to get financing. You're not going to get financing on it. Um, so don't think you are because you're not because it's gutted. But, you know, people think, yeah, no problem. Um, you know, it, the same thing with one of the things we talked about in um, with financing, speaking of financing, was we did an episode about HGTV and how they finance those properties. And we've talked about that in several shows. I'm still confused. I just made the <laughs> entire, like, look. I know radio can't see me, but I thought I still don't understand right. what kind of loan programs that they are using. Right, exactly. And so that's one thing, too, that I wanted um, just to touch on again because, you know, as we were talking about HGTV and we talk about HGTV all the time, but it's not – as easy as they make it look on HGTV um, in terms of the loan programs. Um, there are some loan programs out there for getting financing to do a fixer-upper. Um, do you want to talk about any of those for a second? I mean, there's the FHA 203K, which is a rehab loan. Uh, depending on what part of the country you're located in, I mean, there are, um, you know, the, the amount that you can borrow up to but I mean, I don't know. To me, people actually do no, do that. Uh-uh. One, do that. Um, they they think about it. They get excited and they look at the details and go, ah, oh, right. Because one of the things with these loan programs is that it's a lot of work. I mean, it's almost a full time job for several months as you work through it because mm-hmm. you have to have 
fistfuls of estimates. You have to stay on top of the contractors, you know, making sure people are getting paid and following up. And you got to get the contractors like write reports on what they've done. Stay on budget because you can't redo your numbers. Yeah. You know, yeah. The money you ask for is the money you get. And if you open up a wall and you find something unexpected, like we see on every HGTV show, I don't know where that money's coming from, probably from a credit card. You know, it's really, really super risky to do that. Um, You know, you can look at some construction loans. But a lot of times you have to have a lot of money to put down on that. And, you know, in today's day and age in our market, not a lot of people have that kind of money to put down. So um, just a little, I guess, tidbit that goes along with both. If it seems to be too good to be true, it probably is. And also kind of knowing your financing situations. Um, I think, you know, along with uh, financing, we've talked a lot about credit scores. We did um, a huge three-part I had to triple check it. I know I've questioned this before, but we did do three shows on credit, which is ridiculous. Well, we had the whole history of we did where have the, the scores whole... even, where this even came What the heck about. is a FICO, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it was good stuff. Um, and how we went way back into uh, like horse and buggy days almost with the banks. And yes, the... with a record book. Yeah, with the record books and the index cards on everybody. And uh, one of the credit bureaus bought out another one and inherited, you know, hundreds and thousands of uh, file cabinets full of of cards. Uh, So those were uh, November 29th, December 6th, and December 13th of 2016, if you want to look at those, because there is a lot of really good information there. But the two big things from that show, those shows that I wanted um, to touch on was one, and Karen has said this a lot too, but get a copy of your credit report. You have the right to get one copy from each credit bureau once a year. And there's three credit bureaus, so that means you get three free copies a year. So we recommend pulling a copy every four months or so. Now, this isn't your credit score, which a lot of companies make you pay for, but what's your favorite website for credit reports? Annualcreditreport.com. Annualcreditreport.com. And you can pull your credit report. You can pull all three at once, but then you're stuck for a year. So we recommend picking one, mm-hmm. pulling that, no cost. And you can look over that and make sure just all the information is accurate, uh, that there isn't a loan on there that you didn't know about, or there is, what are the typical errors that you might see on a credit report? Um, you could have maybe someone else, like if you have a sister or brother, sibling of some mm-hmm. sort, maybe. Father with the same name. Yes, uh, you could have very close social security numbers to someone. Like back in the, I would say maybe 50s and 60s, a lot of times parents didn't go and um, request a social security number no. right away. Right. And then, you know, a few years later, the kids are, you know, three, four years old, and then they apply for them all together. Mm-hmm. So they're only a couple digits off. So I've yeah. seen some of that. Mm. Um, or they would say, that's not mine. That That's my ex-spouse. Mm-hmm. So it's... It's so having debt, things. Uh, having debt that's not yours happens a lot. I know yes. I had, for a long time, I had a house that I had sold, but it wasn't showing up as paid off. And so I'd always have to get information to kind of prove that it was paid off. Or Which, someone accidentally has marked you as a deceased person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that happen. Yeah. I think we talked about some examples of that. So um, it's just really good to review that and stay on top of it. Now, you know, I don't think anybody, I don't want anybody to be a slave to FICO. That's what Dave Ramsey, the financial guru, always says. Don't be a slave to FICO. I get that. But I also don't want you to be a victim because of it. I don't want you to be like, I can never buy a home. I can never own my own home because... 
you know, my credit score is bad. I mean, that sucks too. And I don't want anybody to be like that. So I want people to feel like there's hope. Um, and so a lot of that is just getting involved in understanding what is uh, in your credit report and goes into your credit score. Remember, we talked a lot about a step forward is a step forward. And step, if you don't take any steps and you just stay in place, it's like a step backwards. You know, your goal of buying a home or, or doing whatever gets further and further away. Uh, and we also talked about what goes into that FICO score. That was another point I just wanted to review. And about 35% of your score is uh, your payment history. About 30% is how much you owe um, versus, what do you call it? Proportions of ba- proportion of balances to your credit limit. There you go. How much credit you have available to you and how much of that you're using. 15% is length of credit history. Uh, 10% is uh, new credit or credit pulls. And then 10% is credit mixes. So, you know, mortgages versus credit cards versus car loans kind of thing. So, understanding that will just help you make smart decisions as you go forward. Um, always make progress and find someone to help you. You shouldn't have to pay for advice um, and help. Uh, certainly, good lenders are there to help you do that and other people who are kind of in the know. So that uh, was a little bit about the the big credit, uh, the financial stuff that we've been talking about. So let's take our final break and come back and talk about a couple more things before we uh, finish off this bottle. We'll be right back. This is Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Are you a pet parent? If so, you'll want to stay up to date on the latest tech gadgets and advances for your canine or feline friend. With a ton of apps, websites, tech toys, and more, you'll want to be in the know when it comes to the real treasures and the duds. For that information, listen for Pet Lover Geek with host Lorian Clemens. We test and discuss what's hot and what's not on the pet front, so you'll be better informed. Tune in Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. 
That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, welcome back as we are celebrating our one year radio anniversary today by being uh, a slightly unruly. And uh, completely off topic most of the time. I think it's it's so warm in here is what it, it is. It is ridiculously warm in here. We need to deal with the situation for sure. So, uh, okay. Well, last week we talked about marching band. So, at least we won't bring that up this week. It'll be fine. But no, anyway. I still need to find my, my pictures. I, I sent you my marching band pictures. You send me yours. All right. I have one last topic that I want to cover. It's something we've talked about several times. And every time we talk about it, I feel like uh, I just confuse matters. I feel like I've never explained it clearly, and certainly today is not going to be the start of that. I won't rectify that at all okay. today, but I'm going to explain it in a little bit of a different order than I usually do, and that is procuring cause and limited agency. Don't roll your eyes at me. No, I'm just, don't quiz me on this. Don't quiz you. <laughs> I'll quiz you after. She'll say, what's it called? I'll be like, oh, oh, no, panic. All right. Well, this is something we talk about a lot. I'm going to drill it home because it's one of those things that no one ever teaches you. You know, we see those memes on Facebook about like, no one taught me how to adult. And no one taught me how, you know, they should teach these things in school, how to balance your checkbook and how to whatever. And I'm always like, and they need to teach you what procuring costs and limited agency means. Yes. So here's what they mean. We're going to start with limited agency this time. In a lot of transactions, real estate transactions, there's two realtors, right? One representing the buyer and one representing the seller. And Karen, how many transactions is that usually? Most of them. Most of them, right? Everyone (laughs) has their own representation. Everyone has somebody fighting for them. That's good. Uh, But sometimes there's only one realtor. And then that realtor is trying to represent both sides. And this is called limited agency because the late agent is limited on what they can do. I know it's not that hard. Uh, They are representing two sides with similar yet slightly opposing goals. I don't really care for that because at the end of the day, the seller wants to sell and the buyer wants to buy. So how are those goals opposing? But they kind of are because the seller wants to sell at the highest price possible and the buyer wants to buy at the lowest price possible. So they are opposing. And in a limited agency situation, you've got one realtor who's trying to look out for the best interests of these two people with slightly opposing Uh, goals. That makes sense? Makes sense to me. Okay. So in that situation, the realtor can't really dig as deep or reveal everything to the other side. So for example, if I'm representing a buyer, there's a good chance I'm going to go onto social media and dig about the seller. Who is the seller? What do I know about them? Are they getting divorced? How much money do they make? You know, I'm going to dig around and see if I can find anything that might be useful to us. Um, If I'm in a limited agency situation, I can't do that. Okay. I also can't tell you what you should offer for the house. I can't really like say, well, here's what the comps say, because that might be opposing to the other side. Um, See, that would be what the main reason I wouldn't do this. Yeah. Right. So how do people get into limited agency situations? Uh, They, I would say they probably start like this might be classic, but if you go Visit the house yep. whose sign is in yep. the front yard. Yep. Usually it's because yep. they called the name on the sign. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's because the realtor knew of the property. Maybe it wasn't on the market yet. And I have a buyer and it's like, oh, I know this house would be a perfect fit for them. Or maybe the buyer just genuinely, genuinely liked one of the agent's listings. That can happen. But typically it's because that buyer has called the name on the sign. So is it bad to do limited agency? 
Not necessarily, but you don't actually know. Here's the trick. You don't know if it's bad until you get into the middle of it when it's too late to back out. Um, you know, it's not until you get into the transaction and the offer's written and maybe you're in the middle of negotiations or you're in the middle of inspections when you start to realize, hmm, maybe I, I really could have used that full representation. Okay. So most people at that point, you know, you want to back out and get your own realtor, but you can't because that's when procuring cause gets in the way. Procuring cause is really more for realtors than it is for buyers and sellers. Um, And I think that's why it's confusing because it's not something that buyers and sellers think about because it doesn't really have anything to do with them. What it has to do with is keeping things fair in the real estate world where we are paid solely by commission and nothing else. And so it prevents one realtor from doing all the work and then another one just swooping in to write the offer and get paid. So here's an example. Um, I had someone call me on one of my listings. I asked them if they had a realtor, if they'd been working with a realtor. They said no. They hadn't been working with a realtor. I showed them the property a couple of times. Um, I set up appointments with lenders so she could get pre-qualified. You know, I touched base with her every couple of days to find out where things were because we had other interests on the property. Uh, just, you know, kept her in the loop. We had a final showing scheduled and she was getting ready to write an offer. And about half an hour before that final showing, she goes, well, my realtor wants to come along on this showing. And I was like, what? Like, you know, we've been doing this now for two weeks and I've been doing, yeah, it just happened. I'm a little bitter about it. So I haven't talked about it. (laughs) Um, And so, uh, you know, uh, yeah, in that case, technically I have procuring cause because I did all the work up front. Now, had I abandoned her, meaning had I shown the house? Mm-hmm. And then she tried to contact me or, or she never heard from me again. There was no follow-up. There was no response. That might be a different story. But I certainly was the one who sort of facilitated the process up until the point of the offer being written. And then another offer swoops in, another realtor swoops in to write the offer. In that case, I am entitled to commission you know, again, that has nothing to do with the buyer. She's kind of caught in the middle. She's like, well, I didn't know. Right. You know, I felt like I had explained it, you know, and obviously she hadn't understood it. And I get that, you know, that's fair. And I'm not going to raise a stink about it. I worked it out with the other realtor so that everybody was satisfied with the resolution. So, you know, ultimately it is the realtor's job to prevent things like this happening, but gosh, it sure would help us out if consumers understood because, you know, I thought I had done my due diligence up front, Buyer thought everything was fine, you know, and then it kind of creates an issue down the road. So tell your friends and neighbors, tell your brothers and sisters, uh, call a realtor first. That's exactly what you need to do. You need to make them your realtor and do that before you open Zillow. I know no one's going to listen to me, but I'm going to keep saying it. They should have like a warning, like before you download the Zillow app. This would make me like Zillow. I would, I would tell people to go to Zillow. If they had a warning before you downloaded the app that says, do you have a realtor? Let me help you find one first, mm-hmm. and then we'll let you download the app. But that's never going to happen, right? So the right order to go in, pick a realtor first, get yourself a lender, get yourself a loan, or have a loan picked out, loan type picked out, and then get a house. Boom. Yeah. There it is. Drop the mic. Show's <laughs> over. Right? Yeah. Realtor first, lender, loan, house. What is the order it usually is? House. Realtor, maybe. 
And then the lender. And then the lenders. Who has the bad news a lot of those times. Right. It says, mm, well, sorry. There's yeah. an ad on TV and for, well, I think I talked about this a few weeks ago, for some loan program. I don't even know who they are because they're online, but they show a picture of some people walking out of an open house and they're like, oh, they're so happy. And then like there's some other people that are walking into an open house and the voiceover is like, those people walking into the open house are going to, you know, have the house bought before you could even contact a lender kind of thing. Right. Because they're going into these open houses and they're not even pre-qualified. They let themselves fall in love with the house and uh, nothing good can come from that. So did that make sense? Yes. I feel like that was a pretty good explanation. I feel like, because I, I always talk about procuring cause first, and then I sort of throw in limited agency. And I thought, if I talk about limited agency first, maybe that will make a little bit more sense. So uh, the last thing I want to talk about real briefly, because we only have like 60 seconds left, was uh, something that was Mr. Schulenberg, my high school chemistry teacher, used to talk about all the time, which was keep it simple, stupid. Yes. He had a big kiss poster kiss. that he would mm-hmm. hang in the, you know, the rock band kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. So um, May uh, 3rd, 2016 was my biggest show regret to date because we should have named the show Real Estate Road Rage, avoiding real estate road rage. And we didn't. We named it something like, you know, how to be nice. And I don't know, something like that. It's a really good show, though. Um, and the best way to avoid real estate road rage is to keep your transactions simple. If you start to clutter them up with, um, you know, I want you to do this and this and this and this, it all of a sudden opens things up to disappointment and misunderstanding. So that is the tidbit I want to leave you with. So thanks for hanging in with us for a year. I'm sure that there, if you've listened to all 50 episodes, message me. I'll send you a present. Why not? There you go. Uh, We're going to be back next week with another great show, and we're just going to keep going until they tell us to stop or we pass out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks again, Karen and Rachel, for all your support this year. Thanks to Voice America for their support as well. It's been a fun year, and uh, we hope for much more. And we are going to go find some air conditioning now. Yes. All right. We'll see you back here next week for another uh, episode of Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Thank you for tuning in to Real Real Estate Today. Please join your host, Deb Tomorrow, for another edition every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week, take care of your home. It's one of your most important assets.